Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Imagine this. You're stranded on an island forever. But don't freak out because you get to bring one dish with you. Your desert island dish. What is it? Every week, your hosts, Paul and Tegan, that's us. Hello. Hello. We'll ask this question. They'll chat with and torment a literal raft of guests on the island who'll dish up stories, gossip, and culinary secrets. But they all have one big thing in common. They bloody love food. Welcome to Dish. Howdy, folks, and welcome to another glorious day on Dish Island. What are you, a rancher? <laughs> I don't know why I started like that. Howdy, folks. It is a glorious day, though. It's a lovely day. The sun is shining. The waves are crashing against our expansive shoreline. It's very expansive. No it- one's died? Well, not that we know of. I mean, I haven't heard from about half of our guests in a while. Because we just send them off with supplies. And we just sort of trust their ability to kind of get on with it. They're fine. They're plotting. But I wouldn't worry about that. Wait, they're plotting or plotting? Plotting. Plotting. We don't want to start... We don't want, like, an armed insurrection at this point. Because, I mean, look, the island has various and sundry goods, but it does not have any weaponry. So if you're going to make a weapon, I think that's allowed. Well, they're... (laughs) Not encouraged, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the guest that we have ensnared onto our island this week, she's canny. If anybody's going to make a weapon out of an old uh, hollowed-out log, it's her. A log? A log. You want something you can swing. I, I think what you want is, because there's so much bamboo on this island, I mean, there's a comical amount of bamboo. It's really spreading. Uh, bamboo can be turned into many things, uh, but also if you want to kind of dig a pit, create some spikes, put some leaves over the top. Yeah, I'd like to go back a little bit, though, because you spoke with such confidence Bamboo can be turned into many things. What things can it be turned into, Paul? Uh, weapons. <laughs> Various types of weapons. You know, the bow staff, the sigh. I've been thinking about Ninja Turtles a lot. I think we could probably do some, some of that here. Look, we're not encouraging our guests on Dish Island to kill each other with bamboo weaponry, but we're also not not encouraging it. I would also like to point out, if you were a first-time listener to that, that this show is not about makeshift weapons. It is about food. It is a podcast for fans of food. And every week we invite somebody onto our island where we trap them forever. But along the way, we get to find out what sort of role food has played in their life. That is correct. Now, our guest is the co-creator and star of ABC TV's Rosehaven. Which premieres tonight, by the way. Yes, the final season begins on ABC TV. And anyone on the island isn't going to be able to watch it because we don't get reception. Anyway, you may have also seen her on Have You Been Paying Attention, Utopia, The Beautiful Lie, and... She also won Dancing with the Stars last year, which is wild. And it proves that she is going to be a force to be reckoned with when it comes to deploying and using bamboo weaponry. Here she comes, (laughs) paragliding into view, Celia Pacuola. Welcome to our island, Celia. You are now trapped here forever 
I hope that's okay. Yeah, you can never leave. It's a food island and um and this is it. I'm so sorry. Wow. Is it like is it like a cloudy with the chance of meatballs kind of vibe island? Like a food island? Oh, you mean like things are made of food? No, it's more like it's more like uh the island from Hook, so all the furniture oh! less children. Um Rufio's still dead, unfortunately. Oh no. <laughs> Bangarang. Are you are you any good in the wilderness? Like do you have any survival <laughs> skills at all? Do jokes count as survival skills? Oh. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Um, I can make fire. I can make fire. Can you actually? Yes, I can. Because that's one of the hardest things apparently, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I haven't, you know, with stuff. I haven't tried it with just a rock and something, but I think I could do it. Do you mean to say that you can use matches? Yes, I can use matches. <laughs> Uh, when there's an adult present and watching me. But I grew up with, I miss fire so much. In our place, when I grew up, we had two fireplaces and I loved them. And the most fraught part was um, being sent to get, basically we had a wood pile that was more spiders than wood. So yeah. it was like if you went to pick up a log, you would, you know, more to five, four times out of five times pick up a spider instead of a piece of wood. But, uh, yeah, I think I'm quite good with, um, you know, my kindling to log ratio. Um, or I think, in fact, the problem would be I'm so good at lighting fires that I might it might get out of control, which right. would be bad on on an island. So we'll pop you in a corner somewhere, like a damp corner, a very damp, damp corner. So this island, you guys live there, and 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 people like me come and visit you. Well, no, you don't get. Well, this. Well, we can visit, but you. I'm there by to, myself. No, you're here with all of the other people who are on the island, and there's some uh, lovely people. I should point out. Um, Melissa Leong's here. Oh, uh, cool. Lola Berry, Georgia Love, Sammy Shah. You guys can. Ha- right. Oh, you can have your own little stand-up festival. Oh, delightful. <laughs> and and is it a hilly? Is it? A, does it have a name? I know. I have a lot of questions about. It doesn't my have surroundings. a name yet. Uh, imagine. <laughs> Phillip Island, but one kilometre squared larger. Oh, so there's penguins? Is there penguins? There should be penguins. All right, there's penguins. Can I just say something? You're asking us what it's like. You're here. Look around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It looks so much like my home office. It's bizarre. Sorry, my <laughs> imagination is, you know, comes and goes. Comes and goes. Okay, so I'm here. Okay, great. Yep. I'm cold. <laughs> yeah, well, what we... I want a I shelter. We'll, is there a hotel on the island? I'd rather go stay in the hotel. Paul thinks there's a Jurassic Park like visitor centre, but I've scrapped oh. that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm so I'm sorry. I'm actually not good in the well. I don't like camping, but I I uh, I enjoy short walks in wilderness. So I'll be good here for how long are we recording? I'll be fine for, to survive. Minutes. Great. And then you okay. can just roll into the fetal position and stay stay cozy. Um, you grew up in the bush though. I did. That's what I mean. Is that's what my mind goes to? Like, but I I would happily go into the bush in the day or night. No fear as a kid. Happy, happy to. No scared of snakes or whatever. No, I liked it a lot. Run away from home a couple of times dramatically into the bush. <laughs> Did you actually? I did. How I long did, did you stay? Uh, uh, one time it got quite dark. It was nighttime and that, that got a bit scary. And I saw, yeah, my dad had to come looking for me, which was the point because I'm so dramatic. Tegan, I know you wouldn't believe this to know of me now, but I was quite a dramatic child. <laughs> but I did the whole packed a backpack with sandwiches, like just um, making food for the rest of my life in the wilderness. Um because because my parents wouldn't let me join the girl guides. Oh my goodness! Oh, Can what? you believe it? I know. But that's that's. I mean, that's part of what you have to do out there. You I know. That's the thing. Dib dib dob dob or whatever it is. You wouldn't if have they, got your badges if they'd let me join the girl guides. I would have been way better at running away. 
because they didn't let me join the Girl Guide. You said you packed a couple of sandwiches. I did. Are you a big foodie? Is foodie a big and important part of your life? Look, I'm not a cook at all by any stretch of the imagination. The thought of having a dinner party fills me with such dread. Just like the judge, you know, just be. You know, and some people like I love cooking for people. Mm. I would hate it because I would hate that it would be terrible, and then they would have to pretend that they like. Just it's just a world of awful awfulness for me. I eat a lot of food. Uh, I have my grandmother. You know, half my I'm half Italian, so I've eaten a lot of incredible. I should be able to cook better than I do, but I but I don't. Um, but I love food. I'm very much a savory town person. Interesting. I'm not really a sweet sweet tooth, and I love. Love more than anything, eating at nighttime, which is when you are not supposed to do it. But I can happily have a late lunch, breakfast, can you know, take it or leave it. But it's snack town, as soon as the sun goes down, that is my primo eating time. Do you think that's because of your stand-up career? Because you'll finish a festival show and stagger out at like 11, 12, 1, 2, you know, and at that point, like, where do you go? What do you eat? And do you think that's kind of shaped you as a person yeah i do think that's part of it because you're so but you're so wired because you finish work yeah you're finishing working you know when other, someone's regular job uh five is 5 p.m is like 10 o'clock so you've got to have a wind down time um i mean i've had some dramatic um terrible food like i remember <laughs> post logies or something like that like just dirty hungry jacks with heels in hand and sit, sitting in the, my living room floor <laughs> Eating a Whopper Junior in a ball gown, going, this is great. Junior? Everything I want. Whopper Junior? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know After why. After the Logies? No, you yeah. got, like, surely, look, that's, that's a diminutive burger for a, for a, you know, an accomplished woman. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've got some self, I don't know. I still, I don't know why. I don't know why the Junior. Maybe it feels more ladylike I, um, <laughs> to have the Whopper Petite. I'll have the Whopper Petite. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> it's a classy Whopper. Um, but yeah, so I've had that kind of stuff, but it's usually savory cheese and cheese and wine and chips and that kind of stuff is my late night go to. Um, I can cook maybe two, three things from scratch. I can make pancakes from scratch. I can do a bolognese because you have to, if you're you Italian, you, yeah. you, ha- you must. Uh, and a roast chicken. I can roast a chicken. That's good. We yeah. just roasted a chicken and made stock for the first time ever. Did you? Yeah, it was gross, but I feel really, <laughs> really accomplished now. What did you do with the stock? So you just you well you 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 throw the carcass, yeah. which is uh-huh. you know already can't you uh-huh. tell this is fun into the pot, you yeah. know lemon, rosemary, garlic, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. now so yeah, we've got all that, and we don't know what to do with the stock, but we've got it, and I think it makes us better than other people. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's three liters of just just concentrated smugness, basically. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, you just put it on Instagram and then in the bin. That's what there happens. <laughs> Just don't drape down the sink. I I was going to ask as well, though, because did you board? Did you go to boarding school? Oh, no, I did not. I went to a high school that had a boarding facility, but instead of doing that, what I did, which was equally as fun, was get a bus for two hours every day. So, no, I did not board there. In terms of food at high school, in year 11 and 12 was two-minute noodles was the go-to. There was a kettle. We were given our own kettle. Ooh. Oh, oh, and I don't know if this is your era, Maxibon. That's who you, 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 you and your best friend would split a Maxibon because one of you prefers the chocolate end and one of you prefers the biscuit end. What, yeah. what, what was your end of preference? Biscuit end. Right. Is that top or bottom? I'm not sure. 
I don't know. No, no, no. It's, they're ends. They're ends. <laughs> have you not seen a maxi bond? How can you have a podcast about food? I'm just saying, I think, okay, if you prefer one end, then to you, that would be the superior end. What, do you think it's like coffee is when people are like, I can tell your personality because of your coffee. Yeah, maybe. And mine always, because I drink cappuccinos, it's always like a fucking idiot or something. Oh, uh-huh. my mum's a cappuccino person. Nothing wrong with cappuccino people yeah, at all. I, like I People are horrified that I like an orange cream and I am sick of the bullshit that that orange cream gets in the Arnold cream assortment pack. Now is that just so? It's just two kind of flat bickies with that kind of light dusty orange icing Correct. in the middle, right? But you did that in tea; it liquefies. It's amazing. No, no look. The thing is, my stand. I'm not saying it's the best. Obviously, it's not the best. It's never going to be a Monte Carlo. It's never going to be a Kingston. But it is better than that horror show that is the shortbread thing. That oh, uh, the, the the snap it in half one. The yeah, fingers? why don't I just eat a big pile of dusty plaster that's what I might as well do I'm gonna I'm gonna get a bunch of dry plaster of Paris and I'm gonna put that in my face and get calories from it as well the worst yeah. it's drywall basically it's a dry it just chomp on a bit of plank <laughs> Well, is this what the podcast is about? I mean, the no, thing this is, is, I mean, the it, thing yeah. is No, we had a list of very serious kind of New Yorker style questions and now we've just gone into Celia eats drywall and well, catches long, long bus rides. But it's just such a huge thing. Like food is huge. Like it's such a massive topic. I've eaten so many meals, guys. Yeah. Like I don't know how we're going to get through them all in 40 minutes. We start at the beginning. First one. <laughs> Boob milk. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, left or right? No, which Maxi Bond? <laughs> Maxi Bond. The Maxi Bond of boobs. Oh my god, I feel sick. I feel like, okay. I feel sick well. But that 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 was number one, and then um, <laughs> it was that for some time. That was one yep. through five hundred probably, and sure. then I'm gonna say potato smash, some kind of oh. potato mush. I have to call my mum. She'll know. Call Pam. That didn't come out of the boob, did it? Oh, jeez, I hope not. <laughs> I don't understand women's bodies. Um, I'm changing the subject. I'm skipping ahead okay, a yes, few of your yes, meals. Yes, so, yes. I know that last year, while we were all in lockdown, yep. you were in a very different kind of lockdown. You were shooting the last season of Rosehaven, which airs tonight because we're time traveling right now. Oh, are we? Congrats. Oh, yeah, nice. we're putting this out on Wednesday, so okay. it's tonight now. But So how long were you in Tasmania for? Okay, so we normally are there for... Uh, we were there a month longer than normal because mm-hmm. of because of uh, pandemic. So I w- so we were there for three months, a bit over three months this year, so January, February, March. Um, and then it was, it's amazing down there, even though it's like they'd have not been, had much uh, outbreaks or anything. We were filming under the conditions as if everyone had it just to be super safe, which was actually fine. I thought that was going to be, make the no, be no fun available in that kind of environment, but it was still fun. It was a little bit annoying. And the worst thing was last day of filming our final ever day on set of Rosehaven, no hugs allowed. Oh. I know, oh. I know. I mean, Luke and I lived in a bubble. We're allowed to hug. So it was a lot of Luke and I hugging each other and just pointing oh. at people and going, that one's for you, that's for you, and that's for you. Um, but, yeah, I'm really, really excited about this season. Devastated. It's, it's going to be so sad. Uh, even yeah. Every time I just think of Luke McGregor, I get I get emotional, um, which is not great for interviews. We've been doing a lot of interviews and they're like, <laughs> tell us funny stories. And I'm just like, he's just a really great guy. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's my best friend. I mean, to trust him with my Do life. Do you think this is the end of the working relationship, though? <laughs> I mean, surely you guys can just, well, first of all, make the movie. I'm guessing that's already on the cards. Yeah, I've got my plan has always been, which is a uh, real time, two hours on the spirit of Tasmania, which <laughs> I think is a brilliant idea. And Luke's like, we'll do it once you've spent two hours on the spirit of Tasmania because he's like, it's the worst. You'll hate it. You'll get on that boat and go, no, I don't want to film on this. But no, we'll definitely work together again in some capacity. 
But, you know, we both also share a love of fantasy and science fiction and stuff. So we will hope the next thing would be something very different and maybe something that we're not in that, you know, one of us, I don't know. But, yeah, we'll work together again, but it's never going to be the same. What have you got coming up next? Who knows? It sort of depends on the world. I keep trying to get back into stand-up and the world goes, no, and just cancel stuff. So, Mm. So there was that. That's the plan. And then... I don't know. I would like to do a bit. I would like to do a bit of drama again, you know. But we'll see. Yeah. Who knows? You know what it's like. I did. If a year ago, if you'd gone, Celia, what are you going to do next? And I'd gone. Well, I'm definitely going to be in a reality dancing competition. Like that's not a thing that was on my radar. So who knows what's not on my radar that might that might um, come up. So I don't know. Speaking of that, the whole premise of Dancing with the Stars is to have people who can't dance professionally, I hope, yeah. and have them become amazing at it very quickly. With that in mind, given the appropriate amount of training and cramming and workshopping, you've already said that you're, you know, you're not a culinary expert, but do you think that you could do what you did with Dancing the Stars for, say, a master chef, if you were given enough time and enough training? Maybe. the pro- Well, no, actually. I feel like you need classic, I think you need basic skills. So I can follow a recipe, but I can't, you know how they've got to create? Like, they want to see you on the plate, and I don't yeah. know how to put me on the plate, other than sitting on the so i don't think and i think with masterchef that's not taking complete novices i think the idea is that they take celebrities who already have a sort of passion for it and then they then they put them against each other if it was let's take the worst cooks and watch them self-destruct then maybe but i think i'd just burn myself i'd cut myself a lot um but i could be the taster i think i'd go on a see if there's a celebrity masterchef judging competition you know what I mean? If they're trying to, that'd be fun. You you would like you would eat and taste strange things, but the actual cooking of them would lead to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the competition is who's the best judge. So like if I eat this, eat something, and I go that is disgusting, and then Matt Preston goes, no, nah, it's actually really good, and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> so I I would be in a reality competition to to be a MasterChef judge. I just, guys, I just came up with that. I feel like that that could be a thing. I feel like we need to end this. We need to end this. You Quick, need to call Mr. Channel 10. Yes. Right away. What's yeah. weird is they just, um, they just announced that Jodie Whittaker and, uh, <gasps> and Chris Chibnall have bailed on Doctor I Who. What know. are you? You know, I just imagine, you know, you and Luke playing. Oh, you know, shit. That would be amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. I yeah. don't know how I feel about that. I mean, have we missed a bunch of seasons? So we've not had Doctor Who in, in a COVID world. That's for certain. So they haven't been making, they haven't been making them. There's not a new <laughs> series. Oh, there is. It's going to be like three kind of almost feature length ish stories. Yeah. That, and that's it, yeah, and then they bounce. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking maybe they need to take some time off, you know, just give it a couple of years to breathe. Yeah. I mean, look, I know this is not this podcast, but I've, we'll talk about this all day long because I feel bad. I feel, I thought Jodie Whittaker is excellent and I feel like she didn't get the scripts to do. Yeah. And yeah. that sucks. And it's going to be, she'll be blamed. Be like, well, this is what happens when you have a. But she is excellent, but I feel like she was not given the greatest stuff to do. And now she's going to go, and that sucks. Yeah, and I think she's going to go, and there's going to be, you know, there are really big shoes to fill, but I feel like there will be this cloud over her legacy as a doctor. And I like think that's two seasons. What did she do? Three? Uh, yeah, two. it will be two. two. And then these this, specials, yeah. You know, I've often wondered about food on the TARDIS, and I've, I've really <gasps> oh, cons- yeah. You know, cause I struggle with this idea because technically the, the structure can kind of create rooms at will. There's, yeah. no, there's no reason you couldn't walk down a corridor and find a Michelin star restaurant, but I yeah. get the feeling there's some sort of like dank kitchenette covered in roundels. <laughs> like I don't. So, I mean, in terms of a, all right, 
you are flying through time and space. You're having adventures. Are you eating in the TARDIS or are you just using the no. TARDIS as a way to get to places to eat? Man, how fun would it be taking the TARDIS through drive through <laughs> Come on. That'd be fun, just floating on through it. Because you rarely see any of the doctors eating. There you go. That's a cooking competition. I would watch all of the doctors cook against uh, each other. That'd be oh, fun. Oh, I thought you were just like, I would watch David Tennant eat. I would just watch yeah, David Tennant no, eat. I'd absolutely. watch that too. I would absolutely. But that's a fun, that's a fun, just back to Rose having to, but every season we've had at least one David Tennant reference and it's yet to have any impact. So it's too late for him to be in the show because the show is now finished, but I don't know what else I can do to get this man's attention <laughs> when I orchestrated 40 episodes of a series, seven years of my life and career to, to make references to him and still... Nothing. The man cannot be reached. Well, speaking of sci-fi, yeah. So let's just say, and I love these competi- these sorts of questions. Um, if you could jump into any role that was already mm. established, so if you could play Ellen Ripley or if you could play Hermione Granger, Ooh. what what role have you seen out there where you just went, shit? I wish I could have a go at that. It's tricky because there was one that I was like, I could have basically Fran in Black Books. Yes. So in the UK, there's often this, not trope, but there's a classic of these comedy sitcoms that has the girl one. You know, there's the IT crowd. But Black Books, Dylan Moran is one of my favourite comedians. And that character, Fran, is is next door and she's like drinking, smoking, funny. Just I could have done like that, that whole Simon Pegg's in it. Just It just looked like so much fun. And I was like, I could, and she can't, I kind of look like me. What's her name? Tamsin Grieg. You know, she's got brown hair. She's got an oval face. I'm like, I, so that, that I go, oh, that'd be, that would be cool. But for something like completely out of the world. Oh, for the longest time, I was mad at Pia Miranda because I thought, because looking for Ella Brandy was my life because I was like an Italian girl who went to a girl's school. She did very well. She did very well in the role. Yeah. I've watched that film so many times. I know. I know. I, I felt the same way, though, and it was slightly loftier, but I did feel the same way towards Emma Watson. Well, I was going to say, it was your Hermione? Hermione? Yeah. Yeah. And I was always just like, oh, she didn't even get the hair right. It's crinkled. Like, it's not crimped. It's meant to be wavy. It's meant to be wavy. Gosh. How about you, Paul? Who would you who would you take? Yeah, I had that weird thing growing up where, like, I wanted to be Chandler Bing. Oh, yeah. And then I've re- we're re-watching the show now, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I'm kind of a weird Ross-Joey hybrid. <laughs> but but there's, okay. no ch- there's no Chandler in me, I don't think. No, I don't think there is. No. Bless. Do you know what blew my mind the other day? I mean, this is, again, getting away from food. When I realised that Harrison Ford is Han Solo and Indiana Jones. What? Yeah. What? Can you yeah. imagine waking up every day and knowing that you are... Han Solo and Indiana Jones. That's nuts. If you want to melt your brain even more, oh we just yeah. last night, for some reason, we're just, you know, when you're scrolling and you're just <laughs> looking for films. Yes. We started watching Six Days, Seven Nights with Anne Hesch, I think her name is. So, you know, this this kind of crotchety old man who runs a... a oh, you say old. Harrison Ford's never going to be old. No, old, he's never going to be old. But anyway, he has this charter flight company. Anne Hesch is this, you know, up, like stuck-up New Yorker who works in advertising and magazines, and they get stranded on an island together. <gasps> and it is so bad. Bang. It's so bad. And it's just... I had that similar thing of going, but you're Han Solo. How... Oh, why are no, you? Hard. No. <laughs> why? I, I actually. Okay, so that's what you and Luke need to do. We need to have a rom com where the two of you are trapped on a desert island. Well, you, you know. just kept on wanting Daniel and Emma to fall well, in love. Well, you got to watch season. You got to watch season. This season, all questions what? are answered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
We got to give the, we give the people what they want. It's very <gasps> once and for Are all. You're gonna molder and smell Can't tell you. Shit. Can't tell you. Go watch it. Go see what happened. Oh my god! Uh, no, no, no. Emma's a hallucination. Well, we did. Don't we did that. joke about that. We haven't done that, but we did. That was one of the ideas that at the end is one of us is in a mental institution and they're just like <laughs> just going yeah. Rosehaven. Like, yes, of course, you're in Rosehaven, yeah. but that's not what we did. Oh my god! Luke's just playing with a snow globe in a construction yeah. <laughs> site with Rosehaven across the the bay. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I will say I wasn't going to, but this is a scoop for you as well, but also just talking about watching bad films. So how hilarious is this? Um, anyone, you will know me that I uh, I uh, was in a relationship with a man in Perth that was killed by the lockdown last year. Mm-hmm. And we broke up. Um, but in the exciting news, I've started talking to a new gentleman and everything's going really well. Slight hitch is I haven't actually met him because he lives in Bondi. So I haven't met, I haven't met him. So we, it is, it's heartbreaking, but we are coming up with ingenious, um, online things. So we watching terrible films together is the new favorite thing. So we watched Snakes on a Plane together with the subtitles on and holy shit have you seen it no i've never oh my you must it's so bad and hilarious a woman gets bit on the boob (laughs) she does not she gets bit on the boob tegan i'm not fucking with you there's two they're naked they're trying to have sex in a toilet cubicle on a plane and then (laughs) (laughs) and then the ceiling thing open and a snake comes down and it bites her on the boob and the funniest (laughs) thing about it is it's a CGI snake. So this is an actress who's got her tits out and the director's gone and yep. the snake is getting you on the boob now. And that is not even the most ridiculous thing that happens. But I do appreciate you linking it back to the role that you wish you could play I know, one day. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just marvellous. But can recommend. There's no food in that. They don't, they, don't even, they don't get to the food service because there's too many snakes on the plane. Can I ask you a little bit more about that? Because I actually yeah. thought about you the other day because the numbers in Sydney aren't going well at the moment for yeah, COVID. it's rough. And I, I did think about you and I've also got another mate who has started a relationship <sighs> during this time and... It's the opposite. She's in Sydney and he's in Melbourne. Do you feel like when you finally see each other, you're going to know each other so bloody Man, well? It's escalated so much and so fast. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, there's no way at this point that when we meet, it's not going to be. I'm going to cry. Like, it's overwhelming. I don't know I'm, if I'm going to be able to handle it. I might just go into a ball and go, no, no, you go over there and stand in front of your phone for a bit because I can't, I can't cope with the 3D. But what do you do? Like, it's just... And the thing is, people in my life are are flipping between, you know, I'm getting a bit of, could you consider ever dating someone in the same state as you, Celia? (laughs) And I'm like, well, that is a very good idea and maybe I should do that. But uh, no matter what, you know, I mean, it'll be a story. We're at this point just coming up with different ways to sending packages it's it's pretty ridiculous so how did you actually meet this person online so it was my first day it was my first day of going i think i'll just open an app i'll just open an app and maybe think about trying to talk to a boy maybe Mm. that's definitely and i'm never doing long distance again in my whole life and he was the first one the first guy that i saw and matched with and i knew he lived in sydney but i was like well he hasn't 
the guy. He's just a practice guy for banter. Yeah, you and then chat with him. Yeah, and then it turns out that he's really good and it sucks. So that's what I'm happened. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry you found somebody lovely. This sounds like I know, but very... that, but I haven't met, but I haven't met I him too. But I have not met him. Oh, this will bring it back to food. That'll make all your listeners go. Yeah, I shouldn't tell you any of this. I'll probably call you in 20 minutes and be like, guys, we we can't. But um, how's this for cute? You'll be sick. Have you got bags? Have we got? Yeah, bags? we're ready. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. He can cook. I can't cook. He can cook. How cute's this for an inter- interstate online date night? He ordered me groceries and <gasps> he sent them to me and then he cooked the same thing and taught me how to cook it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, he was cooking it. Yeah. Oh. And mine was not great and his is excellent. But it was <laughs> it was the most fun. I just couldn't stop fucking laughing. It was so stupid and ridiculous. And um and he like he was like, Okay, we're gonna make rice and I got out a chopping board and he's like, What the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I don't know, shut up. <laughs> I just grabbed things. I feel like Gladys needs to just <laughs> chop and use this as the campaign for people to be like, put your fucking masks no on, okay? No one cares about my love life. No, let's start another campaign teaching Celia to cut each each Tiny piece of rice of lengthways. Yeah. yeah, just so hang on. And this is a serious question. Yeah. What what if this what if this is it? Like, what if the person you met, you know, on a dating app during lockdown yeah. in another state? What if that? What if this is it? That's, That's nice. the plan. That's the plan at this stage. Oh wow! I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> Oh my god! I know, I know, I'm ridiculous. Well, I know. That's great. I think that's really nice. I know, but he might have a tiny head or smell bad. We don't know. Well, that's the this thing. is Could the thing. Could be both. This yeah. is the thing. How long did it take before you were absolutely 100 percent sure that he was who he said he was? Um, there was a lot was- of photos pretty early on. I mean, okay, that's good. I'm, yeah, but the, but you know, who knows? With technology the way it is, he could be still just a really a really advanced AI. Like, I have no proof that he's actually a real man. Because I've got one friend on Instagram who I've never met in person. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and we're just mates. And it only dawned on me the other day of going, I think I know I who think. I'm talking to. Yeah. I don't think I'm being cap. I don't think I'm being catfished. No, I don't think it's catfished. There's a thing called the Turing test, where basically, uh, oh well, it's where like um, computer scientists. Yeah, it's the c- computer scientists get together and basically try and create an AI and then use it to fool you. And they they're like, okay, how long can this pass oh, as right. human? So it's like the thing off of Blade Runner. Uh, it's like the it's like the um the Voigt-Kampff test, yes. Okay, cool. But like uh, instead of a Voigt-Kampff test, it's Celia dating an algorithm, <laughs> and it's teaching her to cook. Um, but it keeps referencing brand names because it's, it's got it's got. Teaching her to cook. Yeah. It's this like, is weird because it's, it's been made by I don't know Campbell's Soup or something. I don't know Coles. Yeah, Coles has made this AI to try and encourage people. It did it did get me groceries from Coles, so that, that would make sense. Yeah, what's interesting though is that you talk about that two hour commute that you would make uh, yeah. from the country into school. A commute to Bondi, if you really book it, could probably be slightly less than that. <laughs> I, totally. That's a pretty fast plane, Paul. I'm talking if you like, okay, if you live at the airport, right? <laughs> it's like the flight's 90 minutes is what I'm saying. So I'm saying is technically speaking, if you would travel further, right, to go to yeah. school, then you should be willing to travel that far. Oh, no, I am absolutely willing to travel, but I'm just we're just not allowed. It's, okay. um, I am very prepared. Um yeah, it's just one of those crazy things that it was like, who knows now? Now it's another four weeks, another five weeks. Who knows? Hell. Um, the worst case scenario is that I die before I meet him. That's the worst case. Like even if I meet him. Oh, like that like COVID goes on until you're in your 90s or. Or just something ridiculous happens. I have a bad yeah. week or something happens because like at this point I just the not knowing 
of not actually meeting him. Anyway, how exciting. Okay, well, hey, at least now you're here. You're on the island. Yeah. Uh, no cars can get you. We've ruled that one out. Cool. So so that's good. Um, I also feel that, all right, I, we don't have much longer with you and we've not gotten to your desert island dish. So we'll do I that in about just it. a second. Yep. You've got one? Yep. Okay, good. But I just want to make sure that we've we've spoken enough about the fact that this is the last season of Rose. Oh. It is a really, really big deal. And it's just, it's been a really important show for a lot of people. And I think everyone's going to be as sad to see it end as you and Luke are to also have this thing end. Oh, that's lovely. Can you give away <laughs> anything else? Oh. Are there any other secrets? Oh, it's huge. So basically, it's it's massive. Like, you know me, I'm not one to talk about, but I'm real proud. Because we knew it was the last one, we have held nothing back. It's like, right, this is our last shot. Let's put everything in that we've always wanted to do. And pff, lap of honour is the wrong way to put it, but it's pretty much there's very few cameos. So what we've done is pretty much every episode, um, our favourite char- our characters that we already have get their own episode, get their time to shine. So David Quirk stars in an episode. Oh, great. Kim Nucky, who's um, Officer Greg, gets an episode. Bruce and Magic. So it's it's really just spending more time and giving everyone, all of our hero characters, a moment and a time to shine. And, you know, so we never – because every season we're like, oh, I wish we could do more stuff with them. They're so great. I want to put them together. Jez, who's played by Susie Youssef, gets an episode, gets a starring role. Anthony Morgan gets a starring role. Like, So it's it's just really spending a lot of time and pairing up characters that we've never seen together before. The stuff that we've gone, what have we always wanted to do? For example, and this is in episode one, we wrote a scene that's David Quirk's character, who's Damien, and Chris McQuaid, who's Barbara, having a conversation just alone because we just thought what would they talk about if there's yeah. no one around because they're both so odd and weird and so set in their ways and we just thought so that stuff like that that's just fun that's just silly fun for us also how did i forget this we film every season we write in well i write in an animal because i want to play with an animal at work yes so, there's been a pig yeah, rabbit there's been a, a um, petting zoo um there was a dog and a pig and this season we film we just we we thought what animal should we have for the final season i know all of them so <laughs> rather than taking one animal we have gone to brightside um farm sanctuary which is my favorite place in the whole world which is a, a animal sanctuary in tasmania which is where all of the animals we've had in the season have come from and they're all rescues and they're all saved and they're all safe and we filmed a whole episode there so That's we great. went to all the animals so episode 6 is probably one of my favorite episodes ever because there is, it was the best filming experience ever, except for the sound department who hated it because <laughs> there was pigs and cows and roosters and just there's they've got camels, there's deer, there's rabbits, there's every every animal that you can think of, turkeys. So it was that was a real that's a real highlight and something I'm really looking forward to people seeing. How are you how are you going to kind of not mourn's the wrong word, but. We, Sometimes when a thing is shot in a real place, you can go there and you can walk around and go, cool, I've, I've gone to the place, right? Mm-hmm. But Rosehaven's fictional. I mean, how are you going to go back there when you need it emotionally? Look, I think the way that I usually relive everything, which is get drunk and rewatch it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I go on my phone and I watch it a little bit sad. Um, but Rosehaven uh, is a number of places in Tassie that can, uh, I can always visit. Um, the Longley Pub, which is where we film the Rosehaven Pub, I've never actually mm-hmm. been there and had a beer as because it's an actual pub. So knowing mm. that's never going to go anywhere. Um, Jeevesden, which is the main street, I can always go back there. So there's actually a lot of places to visit in Tassie to relive it. But um, I think, I don't know, I just hope that Luke and I will be able to watch the last episode together and I think we'll probably just hug a lot and we'll go. It's fun because it's, it's, it's been captured 
it's rare. I feel like there's heaps of things I've done in my life that I, I just have the memory. <laughs> Whereas yeah. this, I've got the memories and the proof. And I can go back and watch it whenever I want and go, fuck me, seasons one to three were freezing. <laughs> we filled them in the middle of winter. So, so um, I'm real proud and that's not going to change. Like they're, they'll be, I, I'm pretty sure they're going to age okay. Like there's nothing political in them. But they're, they're, uh, well, congratulations. Thanks, I remember, guys. I still remember when um, you and Luke were putting it together at the very beginning. Yeah. And I remember that, you know, how hard it was to, to get to that first season and – now, you know, five hugely successful seasons later. I mean, it's just, it's so incredible. Um, yeah. The first I'm one is really... definitely the hardest. Um, yeah, Because you just have no idea if anything's going to work. You're like, people might not like either of us or believe us as characters or care about the story or, you know, you just go, this isn't. And so the second season was probably the most amazing and the one I appreciate the most because we got a chance to go oh great we know that this this and this worked we've already put in all this work building these characters and now we can really make them do whatever we want and have fun with them so yeah so that's going to be sad knowing that there's these fully formed characters sitting there that we're that are just going to go to bed now but um yeah so I would have been happy if we only did two seasons um but the fact that we got to do five is yeah Pretty great. That's awesome. That's such a good, great accomplishment. And speaking of great accomplishments, <laughs> yeah. could you please try and wow us with this dish of yours? Oh. Because I'm don't you, put pressure. No, That's because mean. you've already. First of all, I want to know if it's the dish that you were taught to cook. No, no. I, that was he taught me how to cook. We did a, what was it? Thai chili basil chicken thing. <laughs> that sounds tricky though. <laughs> funny it was so funny um that's not my dish and my dish is not impressive at all i was wondering if it's possible to just choose an entire country bakery um yes is that because that's my that's my i that was my first job was working in a country bakery and i'm not talking your bakers like i'm talking about your country rural bakery that has inexplicably so many different things i don't know how sure. they manage to do that every day but it's got your classics because it's got everything right it's got your delicious fresh soft bread and rolls and stuff right it also has pies and sausage rolls and hot delicious savory things it also has delicious sweet everythings hedgehog neenish tart highlights and your classic cinnamon donut probably and maybe a french vanilla if you're feeling fancy but not a whole one because that's too much that's too much french vanilla (laughs) but i think if i had to choose one thing when i used to work there my favorite thing and i find it so rare to get it unless you go to a country bakery is a freshly made Salad roll from a country bakery. Now, what's what's in a freshly That's, made? Do you know what's in it? Do you know what's in it, Paul? Whatever you want to be in it. That's the point because you stand there because you're the only person in there because it's a country bakery and there is no one else in there and there's a person behind the thing who goes, what do you want? And they go, do you want butter? I'm like, nah, do you want mustard? Yes. So for me, it'd probably be, it'd be a round wholemeal roll, mm-hmm. maybe. Sesame seeds? Yeah, sesame yep. seeds. And then probably just chicken and salad, but seeded mustard Beetroot for sure, red onion for sure, lettuce, really? grated carrot. Yeah, just a big old that, and uh, and and I would eat that. Are you uh, every into day. the breast or th- breast or thigh? I don't know. It's baker. It's probably the meat's probably the least good bit. So it's probably <laughs> to be fair, it's probably chicken loaf. It's probably. <laughs> do you remember the chicken, chicken loaf? loaf? They got I chicken do. and smooshed it into a loaf. <laughs> But I also like that, I mean, it certainly was at the supermarket we went to, the chicken loaf had to be square yeah, and the ham had to be round right. and never did the shapes cross. No, see, I liked clown meat. Remember clown meat? <laughs> no. No. Oh, they used to, used to buy, 
oh wait, did I imagine this? No, it's like I don't mean it's meat from clowns. I mean it's a it's like a oh so it had a smiley face on it. Is yep, that it? It's like it's like a tube of yeah. Devon. Oh god! But if you cut it down the cross section, it's a clown's face. What is Devon? Devon is it's I think it's like like three rungs below spam. I think it's like right. it's, it's it's the chicken loaf of. Uh, I would. I think hoofs. Oh gosh. Oh god. It's not good. But it, but there's no beef loaf. I don't know why chicken loaf. I don't know why they were this. This shall be loaf, and from henceforth the chicken shall be loaves, and the Devon shall be clowns. But I reckon, yeah. I, oh no, it was often sh- maybe it was shredded chicken. Chicken. So at the country bakery, it's all in little bay marie's. Your little, mm. all your fresh salad stuff. But yeah, the, the lettuce was like great. You know, it was like sliced. So anyway. I would say that's my di- that's my thing that I would eat forever. My one thing is a freshly made chicken and salad roll. It's a thoroughly relatable dish from a thoroughly relatable person. <laughs> really? I feel like my life is ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's good. It's, it's great. nice. It's great. But I would appreciate, I'm trying to collect the trifecta, the Pequala trifecta. What's that? So I don't know if you remember, I was at one of your first, if not your first, oh. stand-up gigs. Oh, mate. Yeah, um, Raw, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah, you there. were on. We were, you were yeah. competed. Shit, of course you were. Yeah, so I oh saw that. Oh, my God, you were five years old. <laughs> I was. I was. They let me in. Um, and then I, I've been lucky enough that I got to, oh from a very, God. very, you know, from quite a distance, I did hear little tidbits when this Rosehaven journey was first beginning through our work with Anarchist. Of course. And so if you could just, I don't know, throw a scrunched up ball of paper when your next great idea comes, so I can be like, <laughs> oh, sweet, that's the next one. Cool. I can I can see it right from that birthing stage. It would be really great. Oh, man, Tegan. Isn't that ridiculous? But isn't it great? Isn't it cool? Precious yeah, memories. Yeah, all the, look at all the stuff we've done. We've done I so know. much stuff. I'm a hundred really and five. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped dyeing my hair blonde oh. during uh, lockdown because I couldn't figure out why. I'd be spending all this money then sitting in my lounge room. I was like, I need to stop this. No. I'm, I'm grey. I didn't even realise. Oh, you're not grey. You've got, I'm f- grey. got four grey hairs, you drama queen. There's nothing wrong with being grey. I've been grey since I was like 27 or something ridiculous. Oh. That's I'm wondering if I lean in and embrace it and be like Keanu Reeves' hot girlfriend what? who's fully grey. Oh, really? It depends because mm. my some people have like white, like mm. whereas me, because my hair's brown and mousy and then the, the, the greys aren't in a patch. They're all sort of sporadic. So I look like a witch. <laughs> I look like the cat lady in The Simpsons who throws cats and goes, rah, rah, rah. That's, that's so grey, not for me, but it might, it might work for you. Hey, give it a shot. I'll give it a whirl. I'll see how it goes. Yeah. I want to look like Storm from X-Men. Oh That's what God. I'm picturing in my head. Anyway, we have have taken up so much of your time, and I'm really, really appreciative because <laughs> I know that it's a huge weekend. So, Oh, no, it's fine. The other thing that I did say and have been paying attention, which I think is an important message in the current world in which we live, to also hurry things up so that we can get our borders open, is just making it really clear how hot it is to be vaccinated. It's really sexy. If you want to be sexy and attractive to the opposite sex, just get obviously. It shows that you care about people you know you um you want to help you're brave you believe in science and you know how to book an appointment those are all sexy traits <laughs> tick 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 punctuality right yeah so get it done so that we can all come together again and have live shows and you know have a wonderful time well unfortunately you won't be doing any of that ever again because you're trapped no! here for eternity <laughs> oh the twist although we do have the internet so you can continue your long distance dalliance. oh great 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 maybe i'll show him oh. how i make fire <laughs> 
Now, that was a very enjoyable interview, and I can see Celia kind of toddling off right now and getting ready to sharpen some sticks. But the problem is, Tegan, every time we have someone on this island and we explain the parameters of the desert island dish and they ask if they can frankly cheat, you always say yes. I know, Paul, because I'm trying to be a good host. I mean, we are ruining these people's lives, and I just think that being flexible might be the nice thing to do. Yeah, but if you say to Celia that she can have an entire country bakery on this (laughs) island, here's the thing. Are you telling her that she can have a plot of land where she can build that? Or are you saying she can have an entire functioning country bake? First of all, is she running the place? Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that Celia Pequola is one of the funniest people in the country. Yep. Also one of the best dancers. Didn't know that for a long time. We do now. So if she wants a goddamn country bakery, I'm going to give her a country bakery. Here's what I will say. I'm fine with her having a country bakery, Mm -hmm. provided she runs it. Well, that would be actually really enjoyable. Well, because you would start... Because we don't have any regular... Like, we have nowhere to hang out. We've got our little hut here. We've got our teleportation device so we can zip back and forth. But we kind of... There's no infrastructure yet. So are you saying that in island law, we can now state for a fact that if you come to our still unnamed island Mm -hmm. amongst the... Hook-style treehouse and the non-existent visitor's centre. I did see it the other day. The one thing that you know will be here for certain is Celia Pequola's country-style bakehouse. Yeah, we need to come up with a name for it. And uh, look, if you have a name... If you have like a quirky, preferably pun-based name, <laughs> right, for Celia's Bakehouse, then please let us know. But it's we've got our first shop and our last shop. Oh, okay? wow, it's already happening. The island's being gentrified. Yeah, so next thing you know, there's going to be goddamn hipsters moving in to have kids and then complaining about the noise from the Bakehouse and they're going <laughs> to turn it into a fucking condo. But I mean, I'm really excited because finally we're going to have a main street. Our guest next week is somebody who Paul, I'll be honest, reached out to on a bit of a whim Mm. a little while ago. We were kind of putting together this dream list of people that, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if we got to talk to Blur? Yeah. This guy was kind of at the top of the list and he came back and said yes. He said yes in such an enthusiastic manner and we are so excited to have him on the island. We're so excited. Now, I'll give you a clue, okay? So as you'll all know, one of the things that Paul and I did during lockdown was really throw ourselves into food, literally and figuratively. Oh yeah, we had we bought like a wading pool and we just kind of <laughs> dove in. We kept busy. What can I say? It worked. The other thing we did, though, was binge this particular show that we discovered on SBS called Alone. Now, if you haven't heard of Alone, basically, it follows the self-documented daily struggles of 10 individuals as they try to survive alone in the wilderness for as long as possible. And they can only take 10 items from a pre-approved list of things. So you can't do what Celia did and go, I'm bringing a bakery. No, you can only bring things like a knife or a tarp. A knife! A knife! (laughs) So we fell in love with this show, in particular the first season. Mm. And there was one contestant in the first season who stood out for us that just stole our hearts. And he's going to be on the show next week. So if you need lockdown tips, this is the guy to go to because he knows how to survive alone. Actually, not survive alone, but thrive alone. And hopefully he can find his way off the island. Maybe he can be the first person to escape. It ain't going to happen. No. Thanks to everybody who has subscribed to the show and who's also jumped on and followed us on Instagram. We're posting lots of recipes there and lots of photos of Paul trying to cook things. It's really enjoyable. Trying and occasionally maybe succeeding. Your focaccia was great, darling. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Dish Island. Dish is part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.